let me introduce you to inspiring entrepreneurs. Hi there, my name is Ben Gothard. My mission is to interview incredible entrepreneurs who are changing the world and present their stories to you, unscripted and unedited. From billionaires to Forbes 30 under 30 recipients to New York Times best-selling authors and much, much more, these people are living proof that nothing is impossible. Join me on this journey to learn from their experiences and become the person you're meant to be. Welcome to the Project Egg Show every morning at 8 a.m. Central. With Kayvon, a master of sales and closing, expert keynote speaker, and creator of the One Call Closer methodology. Kayvon is a titan of the industry, being Canada's number one pharmaceutical sales representative and creating a multi million dollar coaching program. So, without further ado, please put your digital hands together for Kayvon. How are you doing, man? Good job, Ben. I'm doing fantastic. Any better, there'd be two of me. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, let's jump right in. What is your story? We're going right there, right? Um, so my story starts really, it starts way back in, in grade one when I was uh, identified, they, they labeled me, right, with ADD, ADHD, LD, reading, writing, math, and communications. What's left? Phys ed, like, right? <laughs> uh, so, and then on top of that, I was actually born um, in Canada in a very small uh, community. And I say my parents uh, were immigrants. So I was like, you know, first generation immigrant. So not only did I have that target on my back, I also now have this stupid kid, not good enough kid target on my back. Uh, so I was set up for failure right out of the gate. And what I mean set up for failure psychologically, again, at grade one, they, they told me I was never going to amount to anything, right? There was the feeling... Uh, you know, I got looks from the parents, uh, from the teachers, from the kids. I mean, bullied all the way through. Uh, so by the time I was in 19, even though they said, you know, growing up, they basically said either I was going to be in two places. One was working at the factory where my dad worked uh, and or jail. Um, you know, and so by the time I was 19, I was actually in university where they never thought I would ever end up. Right. I always just kind of persevered. And, uh, and I was there for my first week. I was on a football scholarship out and, uh, and the, and the Dean of what I call like the special resources, the Dean that is supposed to be able to help people like me, because I got all these learning disabilities that kind of, kind of project what the next four years is going to look like, looked at my paperwork and basically said, you've been misdiagnosed. You don't have lot, you know, ADD learning disabilities. You're just, you're just actually uneducated and stupid. Um, no lie. Yeah. So, you know, after 20 years of hearing that you start to believe it. And, uh, and essentially what I tell people is, you know, where the sales came in is I started my sales career when I was one, in grade six, because I was always defending myself. I was always trying to sell myself. I was always either getting my, getting in trouble. So selling myself out of it or trying to prove everybody wrong through the salesmanship. Uh, so after I left the university, cause I didn't, you know, I, that put me in a little bit of a spiral actually, you know, after 19 years, you can, you can only have so much thick skin. Right. Uh, I then got into my sales. I, you know, I started my sales career when I was about 15, 14, 15, uh, working all those shoes. I always say, you know, I, you know, I loved it. Uh, and then I worked in the ski snowboard industry. I worked in real estate. I worked in mortgages and I actually ended up my last, what I call is my corporate career in uh, pharmaceutical sales. I was the number one pharmaceutical sales rep for the largest company in Canada. What happened was I was miserable. I had, I had a, I had a plus plus six figure salary. Uh, I had the company car, company credit card working one day a week, but I was miserable. I was work. I felt like I was still in that school kind of system always answering to someone, always have to be someone I'm not, always have to show up, always have to play a game that I never wanted to play. Like I never was that person that wanted to play the mediocrity game and try to suck up to mediocrity people. See, a lot of people put these CEOs on pedestals. 
unfortunately, my CEO at the time was, was horrible. The worst leader I've ever seen in my life. I don't care. I said, uh, the whole management was upside down and I never put them on a pedestal. So I wasn't going to play the dance, the corporate dance, but that that's me. I always tell people that's me because I was never going to conform, right? You get two types of people in this world. You either have the sheep or you got the lions. That's it. There are, there are unfortunately some baby lions mixed up in the sheep. And those are the people that you're trying to get to right now. Those are the ones that are listening that are in the corporate rat race or in the job, or they've been listening and looking for the validation of their parents and of their friends. And they've got the same results year after year, wondering why things haven't changed. But deep down, they got this burning desire. They got this fire to be great. Well, that means you're a lion. You're just hanging out with sheep. So it's time to come home and start hanging out with the lions. And when I was 30 years old, uh, I believe every entrepreneur, so every sheep that turns lion, has a breaking point. There comes a moment in your life where either you've lost your job, you've had some health issues, you had some family issues, you've lost someone you've loved, uh, you know, you might be moving, whatever that might be. For me, all of those things happen in a week. So I had my rock bottom. And in that moment, I realized that if there was ever going to be a change in my life, I would have to start changing who I was internally. You see, the reason why most people don't get to the success they want is because they've been too damn attached to the person they've been. And I've realized that the person I've been was not the person I needed to, needed to become. And the person I've been was not getting me the results that I wanted. So I had to give myself permission to jump or in my case, walk out that door by myself because that doorway only has room for one silhouette. And a lot of people is trying to be rescue 911. They're trying to bring all their friends and family with them before they rescue themselves. You can't help anybody if you don't help yourself first. I always say this, you can't give what you don't have. So what happened is... I realized all this and I knew that if I was ever in my thirties at that time, I was 30. I said, if I was ever going to make a change, it has to be now. So I did. I gave myself permission to go through that door. I gave myself permission to love my family from a distance. Mean I had to let go of them. I had to let go of, every, of the seeking of this validation that wasn't serving me. I didn't want what they had. I still don't want what they have, but why we sit here as humans, right? We sit here as kids as children and always seek this validation of our parents. Unless your parents are people you want to inspire to become or, you know, or advance uh, through their journeys, that's one thing. I didn't want to become a factory worker. I wanted to be great. I didn't want to walk my, I wanted to start a new family legacy. So seeking the validation of my parents wasn't going to serve me. Seeking the validation of my friends wasn't going to serve me. I needed to actually get out there and start doing things I've always dreamed of but I had to start doing the things that scared me. I had to get outside my comfort zone long enough so that I can create my wealth zone. And that's what I did. And uh, as I jumped into entrepreneurial, the online um, industry, like kind of the coaches, consultant, service provider industry is where, I, where I'm an expert in, I, I made a lot of mistakes, <laughs> a lot of mistakes. In fact, I was $150,000 in debt. And I was, I was hurt. I was broken. I, you know, I wanted to wave the white flag multiple times, but I knew every time I wanted to quit, I always knew that those were the moments in life that where most people do quit. And that's why most people never have what they really want is because when it gets tough, it gets hard. People quit, they go back. But you see, what I did was I actually took that leap. I knew there was no way I was going back. I had no option. I mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically took that leap. I couldn't go back. The only thing I could do is keep plugging through, keep sticking to the goal and get there. Cause I knew I was going to get there. It was just a question of time, how, when, and with who. And it wasn't until I realized that I was even, even in my entrepreneurial journey, I was still trying to do what others were doing. I was trying to follow the rat race, the rat race, do the rat race, just like I was in corporate. It was just a different pie. 
And then I realized that I have to be congruent with who I am. I had to realize who I am and what the service I can provide, what are the value I can provide. And when I tapped into my genius, which was always there, which was the sales, I took it to the world and guess what? Things changed. I went from making, losing $25,000 a month to earning $25,000 a month in less than 30 days. Eight months later, I mean, a business partner and I had an $8 million company. But you see what I had to do first is I had to go through all that pain. I had to go through all that. I had to make all those mistakes. I had to go through it so I can learn and I can see and become the person I needed to be. You see, most people don't allow themselves to do that is because the road to success is lonely and they don't want to feel alone. I was, I had to feel that type of pain. So I knew what it was to get to that success. And the greatest thing of all of that, now that I'm there and I, and I'm grateful for that, nobody can take that away from me because it's mine and I worked for it and nobody can say it was handed to me because it was not. I worked, I crawled with my fingernails for success because I knew what I wanted and I sure as hell knew what I didn't want. And what I didn't want was a mediocrity average life. My God, <laughs> that was awesome. If, yeah. there was, if there was ever like a story that showed like a chip on your shoulder, I mean, that's a massive chip. Lays yeah. would be impressed by the size of that chip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it was, you know, I, a lot of people have their stories, right? And here's, we talk about that story, we talk about that chip. You see, a lot of people use their story as their fortress. They use their story as a victim. I, I stopped using my story as my fortress, and I started using my story as my fuel, my fuel to push forward, my fuel to know what I needed to do, my fuel on the days when I wanted to quit. I remember the teacher saying I wasn't good enough. I remember my parents, my mom, God bless her, I love her. But I remember her saying things like, oh, I love you, honey. You're just the perfect the way you are. I don't want to be the way I am. I don't even like the person I am right now. And you're telling me I'm perfect? I'm far from perfect. I needed to stop listening to that. I needed to stop hearing that. And I, not, I needed to realize that I, there, was, there was another world of possibility, but I had to open my heart, my mind, and my spirit towards it if I was ever going to get there. And you can't have both. Sorry. Hate, hey, listen, hate to be that guy. Hate to burst your bubble. You can't have both. Your mediocrity and average does not live on the same block as success in the one percenters. Your conviction and your convenience don't live on the same block. If you're not willing to get inconvenient, if you're not willing to use your conviction to get you through the hard times, you'll never be able to amount to the success you want. And I'm not just talking about business success. I'm not talking about money success. I'm talking about mental, spiritual, physical all of that emotional success to that next level where you finally become the best version of who you want to be. You finally become the person you always knew yourself to be. How do you know, like really know who that person is that you want to become? That's a great question. And it's not how or who do you know, it's you will know that because it burns inside of you. There, there is nothing that you can read. There's no book in the world that you can read that's going to define your best version. You, as an individual, has to define what your best version is to you and what that really is. Not what your parents and society and the school system and the economic system told you to become. I'm talking about the person If all of that went away and it was just you against the world. Who do you want to be? How do you want to show up? If you don't know what that is, I really encourage you to go on that pursuit of greatness to kind of find and identify what that is. But for me, I always knew at such a young age that I was destined for greatness because I sat in a class with 35 other kids and I was the one that always stuck out. I was the one that always got in trouble. I was the one that the parents and the teachers said I would never amount to anything. Why? 
because not because they didn't like me, it's because I intimidated them. I was a reflection of something that they were never going to become. That's why most people try to hold you back when you go to success. It's not that they don't believe in you. It's because they're afraid that if you get there, you're going to be a reflection of what they gave up. And nobody wants to see that person. I heard this quote and I just, I love it. Someone said, Kayvon, hell on earth is the, lot, is the day you're about to die in meeting the man you are supposed to be. Whoa. I get shivers. I get, you can see, I get goosebumps. Because I think about that and I feel, I feel sorry. I feel sorry for so many people because they're going to have that day. They're, if they haven't already, there's going to come a day where they're going to look themselves in the mirror and it is going to be too late. It's going to be gone. And they could have done something about it. You see, the reason people are held back too is because of what? What do you think it is? I Honestly, I think it's mindset. I think it's your own limiting beliefs. It is mindset, but what does that come from? What fear? I think it's the fear of failure. Being fear of fear, well, fear. It's just fear of failure, fear, fear of, uh, a fear of success. It's, it's whatever that fear is. There's multiple forms of fear. But what happens is people, we believe that fear is, is, is a, a reality, which it isn't. Fear is an illusion. It's not actually real. Fear, though, is a result of something. And usually fear comes from the result of lack of. So lack of confidence, lack of know-how, lack of conviction, lack of certainty, lack of information, lack of belief, lack of resources, lack of love, lack of obscurity, whatever that might be. When we come from a place of lack of, we create this energy of fear. And when we live in fear and we start making decisions out of fear, we start getting the things we don't want in our life. We start ending up like mediocrity, like average. But what we need to realize is in, 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 in the times of our lives when we're fearful, we need to embrace that fear, understand where it comes, why it's there, but not let us hold us back or pin us to the ground. But in fact, use that fear, turn the fear into what I call is your courage. Because on the other side of fear is courage. And when you have courage, you have clarity, you have certainty, it's a lot easier to move forward. You see, character, I always tell people, character is not built <laughs> when you're winning. It's easy to have character and confidence when you're winning. Real, true character is when you've lost, is when you're broken. And it's how you pick yourself up. And it's not always about how, you know, you always hear that quote, you know, fall eight times, get up nine. See, a lot of people, they get up nine, get up 10, get up 11, they get up 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, they just keep getting up. But what they don't teach you is when you fall, sit there long enough in it so you can ask the questions, what went wrong? How did I get here? Understand, evaluate your experience so that when you get the courage to get back up, you don't make the same mistake in different forms, but it's the same mistake over and over and over. Because success, business, love, harmony, relationships is a direct reflection of what's going on on the inside. So if you want to connect with your prospects and sales, you want to connect through Facebook, through, through social media, through email, you want to connect to the people on stage, you want to connect to your loved ones, you got to first be connected to yourself. That is powerful. What were some of those realizations or those lessons that you learned when you fell that were the biggest levers that you pulled to reach the heights that you've reached now? So one of the biggest ones when it comes to business, I really want to, because it just, it is so true, is the reason I was failing in my businesses, I wasn't congruent to who I was. So I said it a little bit, alluded it before I was, you know, trying to do, I, w I wanted to be a speaker. So I went out and just thought I could be a speaker, but what gave me the right to be a speaker if I didn't have something 
truly to speak about. You can't read things out of a book and expect to stand on stage and speak. I wanted to, I wanted to be a business. I wanted to be a business coach. So I went out there and positioned myself as a business. How in the world? What gives Kayvon the right at that time to be a business coach when I never even owned a business? Now, guess what? I get on stages. I now coach people. But it's because I created my skill. I was congruent to who I was. So my skill was my ability to sell. And I excelled at it because I was in my genius. And then what I did was take that one skill, take that one thing that is my genius, and I built a business around it. And as a result of that, I started to help people, help business owners, help my prospects, bring value to the world. And when all of that started, then guess what started happening? People asked me to come in and do their talks. You see, a lot of people get it backwards. You can't build a business if you don't have a skill. So you need a skill first. And then you build your business around that skill, period. Now, there's a lot of different high-income skills, we call them. Whether it's selling, copywriting, advertising, marketing, uh, Facebook ads, all of those so many different kind of high income skills, but you really got to generate and work on that skill first before you just start jumping into a business. You know, even, even I believe a skill is, is like a CEO, right? If, if you know how to guy, if you know how to lead people, leadership is a skill. It's a high paid skill, but leadership doesn't come easy. Most people think they're a leader. They're not real leaders. I always tell people that, you can call yourself a leader, but the leader, the title does not define you. You as a leader define the title. And I always, and me too, I thought I was a leader. I wanted to be a leader. And what I realized in my skills, I'm not, I am not the best, the strongest leader because I like to win. I'm a winner. I'm a sales guy. So you know what? I'm not the CEO of my business. I don't have CEO qualities. It's not what I do. So why would I wreck my business? and wreck my, my, the harmony in my business with my employees by being a CEO. No, you know what I am? I'm a driver. I implement. So that's where I should be. And that's where I stay. How, if somebody's a little bit unclear and, and I know we've kind of talked about it and, and maybe we've alluded to it, but I really want to drill down into this because I think it is insanely important. And, and, and I've heard you kind of reference this throughout the narrative thus far. But how do you get crystal clear on that skill? Because you could be good at this and good at that and good at this. And you could, you know, good at a lot of things, but not truly great at that one thing. Like, how do you identify that genius? Well, I think everyone has a gift. And it, there's a little bit of a gift in everybody. I really do believe we all... We all are born with a gift. Uh, we all born with some sort of skill, uh, but a lot of us just haven't tapped into it. We don't even realize it's there. So again, that's where it comes all that self-development, right? That people just go, oh, self-development. Oh, actually, self-development is discovery. It's finding out who you are, what your ability is. So I love what you just said, Ben, because I truly believe in it, is when you're younger, see, this is a problem. Oh, man, now you get me going. I told you, remember we got, I said, Ben, what do you want to talk about? You're like, oh, we'll ask questions. I said, I'm going to get going. So here we go. This is the problem. You have all these people lying. They, they get up on the Facebook. They get on the Instagram. They're showing this life. And these 18-year-old, these 19-year-old people think that that's their life, that that's what their life should be. And they want to get there right away without actually working on the fundamentals, without implementing the right steps without being patient. Now I'm not saying an 18 year old or 17 year old can't become a multimillionaire because that's not true. I know multiples of them, but they, but those are few, far few in between. Those those same are the same people that we watch on TV and sports. We watch in the Olympics. We watch on TV that we, we see in movies. Okay. And now I'm not saying that it's, it's some, some secret or some, some, you know, master plan. It's just, it's the way it is. So if you're someone who's lost or you, and you're wondering, well, I don't have a skill and you've never tried anything, well, what gives you the right to start a business right now? I'm going to be the guy. I'm sorry. As much of a nice guy I am, I can be a bad guy as well. And I'm going to say you're going to fail completely. Stop right now. 
what I would encourage is go try a bunch of different things and see which one, A, that you start getting a little results in, but most important, listen to your heart, listen to your gut. Which ones do you feel good in? Which ones are the ones that when you lay your head at, you know, at night and you rest your head down, you, you, you dream about it. You know, it's in, you know, it's in line and it's a harmony. You're not trying to be someone you're not to be successful. Just being you makes you successful. And that's my, that, I mean, that's the only advice I can give because you can't read your skills out of a book or listen out of a podcast. You got to do, see a lot of us just read books and we get this and we think we know without actually doing. I always say this, you don't have to get it right. You just got to get it started. Wow. I, I would actually really appreciate if you could repeat that last sentence that you just yeah. said, like that is like, like forever Twitter retweet worthy. <laughs> you don't, and it's true. This is the, the analysis paralysis. And just for those that don't know what that is, that's basically where we sit in what I, it, it, we almost sit in submission and we know we want to do something. We have these ideas where we're working, we're working, but we're never actually moving anywhere. And it's because we're trying to seek something that's never possible. Is this some sort of this perfection? Perfection is this, is this, this seek, for perfection is actually, it's an evil thing. It actually comes from a scarce place. But what I said is instead of all of that, you don't have to get it right. You just gotta get it started. You don't have to get it right. Just get it started, my man. Get it started, my friends. Just take that step forward and you just watch what happens. Dude, that is huge because I feel like when you just start doing stuff and you start trying and experimenting and breaking things and failing and falling down and you keep trying, eventually you're bound to figure it out. Like eventually you will find that thing that really resonates with you. Yeah, I, I love what you just said there because there's, it's a twofold. Doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result is Albert Einstein, I believe you said, was, is the definition of insanity. This is what I said about when we get knocked down, we just get back up, we get back up, we get up. They say, here, here, here's another. They say that experience is the best teacher. Well, I call bullshit on that. Are we allowed to swear? Sorry, I call, I call BS Fuck on yeah, that. yeah, we are. <laughs> okay, great. I call that bullshit. And let me tell you why. I know a lot of people that have a lot of experience and they're dodos. They don't get it. Evaluated experience is the best teacher. So when you got knocked down, when you did fail, being able to evaluate what went right, what went wrong, what could you have done better? Who could have you got? Who could have you trusted more? Who could have you, what could you have said differently? When you evaluate your experience, it allows you to open your mind into a world of creativity. See, creativity only comes when we're in the world of abundance. Creativity only comes when we're in a world where I call it faith-based decisions, not religious, no offense, I'm not religious, I'm more faith-based, faith in oneself, faith in your success, faith that you could become someone great. When I come from that era in my brain, when I come from that, that, that passion, that conviction, it allows me to be creative and allows me to be strategic and allows me to look at the things differently. But when we fall, we get closed. When we fall, we get hurt. When we fall, our ego gets bruised. Our ego is what makes us, keeps us pinned to the ground. Our ego is what allows all the negativity to feed, to come thrown into us, come pouring in that keeps us in what I say that again, that submission, what allows us to start thinking like, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I can't do it. All of that stuff, all of those, all the negative thoughts, we all have them. Every entrepreneur has it. any entrepreneur, any most successful person in the world tells you they don't have them are lying. The thing is, what, what makes us great, what makes the athletes great, what makes them get back right at it, 
they don't dwell. When the thought comes in or that failure comes in, they evaluate and they move on. They don't let it affect them. They get over it quickly. And the quicker you get over it, the quicker you've moved on to something better, something greater. When you're identifying those key lessons, when you're evaluating, it would seem like there are going to be a lot of lessons to learn. Do you have any way, like any record, any documentation of these lessons? Or do you just create a mental note and no, then go I, on? You, you want to document for sure. I mean, you know, right now the world, that's what we all are. We're all documenting when we're on social and everything, but we're not documenting the most important things because we don't want to show the social world, right? Our failures. And we just keep and dwell them in our brains. No, we, you got to get them on paper. You got to look back. I, I've documented everything. I looked at everything. I know my timelines. I can go back and look at May, 2017 and looked at two or three things and know exactly what was going on in there. You got to be able to document. Absolutely. Or how are you going to learn? You got to know, right? You got it for sure. You got to read. You got to continuously continue. Even when you think you're at success, you don't stop. You got to keep learning. You got to keep reading. You got to keep moving on because if you don't, you're going to lose it. Same as I tell people, all my sales people said, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Even though I do more sales talks and more sales training, I still get on the phone and close prospects every single week because I want to be able to sharpen my skill. I want that, I want that blade so damn sharpened that at any given time, at any moment, that if I'm ever put in the position, I don't have to go, oh, I'm not in the headspace. You see people go, oh, I'm not in the right headspace for that. If you're not in the right headspace, you're not an expert. An expert doesn't need to be in the right headspace. An expert can do, be, and live every single day of what they are. They don't need to get into it. They are it. You see, it's not about one more thing. <laughs> yeah, please, please. Going. And I know because I, I, I want, I know I, I speak with this conviction. Some people are like, this guy speaks a lot or may not like it, but I speak with conviction because it's passion. I, I speak with passion because I've been there. Everything that I'm talking about, I've lived it. I've done it. I like, again, I don't read it out of a book and then spew it. No, I lived it because when you live it, you can then talk from that conviction because you remember it. Now, I, I, I remember also hearing when I was my, from my mentors, which was a game changer for me. This is because this is about how do, we, how do we make this go to the next level for everybody. It's Kayvon. He said, Kayvon, it's not about how great you do on your good days. It's about how great you do on your bad days. You see, a lot of people only want to show up to the world when they're feeling great. The greats of the world, they show up to the world even when they're not feeling great on their worst days. And I know that if I can be my best self, my best version on my worst days, I can't imagine the wrecking ball I can become on my best days. When you were talking about documenting that history and also talking about sharpening that knife and reading and learning and honing the skills. It seems like that's a lot of stuff that we need to be on top of as entrepreneurs or, or, or even as people, people just trying to be successful. Like there's a lot of things that we just need to be on top of. And a lot of things that if, if we're not paying attention, we're going to miss right? How do you make sure that you stay on top of all of those, all of those different facets of life that you're talking about that we need to be good at or, or be great at to be successful? Like how do you, maybe it's time management, maybe it's organization. Like how do you stay on top of all those different things? Well, first and foremost, we gotta, we gotta have a mindset shift here. Cause you see, you, you said, you said all this stuff, all, you know, it's not a lot of stuff. It's what I need to do. The way, the best way to stay on the stuff, right? To stay on the things you need to do every single day throughout the week. Sure. Yes. Time blocking is one of them. Absolutely. Uh, having an organized calendar. If your calendar, listen, if you can't even organize a calendar, how do you ever expect to organize your life? You can't even organize a calendar. How do you expect to run a six-figure business or a seven-figure or an eight or a nine-figure business? 
So let's get real right now. But one of the things you can do is what we call is immersion. An immersion is what happens. See, I always tell people, how do you stay motivated? You think that I rely on my motivation? <laughs> I'm a motivated guy. I'm, an, I'm a dedicated motherfucker. But if I woke up every day and just relied on my motivation, I would not be where I am today. I can promise you that. What I've done was I've done my immersion. And what I mean by that is how I stay on and how do I stay on my health, for instance. Every morning I wake up, I know I go to the gym, not because I set the timer, because I meet somebody there. I've immersed myself in it. Now I'm accountable to someone else. It becomes, it becomes what I do. When I come home from the gym, I now do, I document, I read, I listen. Every day I read, I write, I listen, I document, I file. I read, I write, I listen, I document, I file. Every day. And, and what happens is it doesn't become something I do. It's not a whole habit. It's not a habit. It's, it's immersion. It's just what I do. So now it doesn't become something I have to think of or I have to stay on. It's just part of my life. There's so much out there. You did say this. And there's so many things out there and all these books tell you all this and do this and do that. I'm going to tell you the secret of all of it. It's what works for you. Just because me doing my immersion in the mornings, blah, 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 and it works for me does not mean it's going to work for you. You have to know yourself. When do you perform best? I perform best in the mornings. I don't perform best late at night. Some people don't even start shining their light until seven, eight o'clock at night. So you're going to, so the moments that you shine, the moments that you are, you know, you're in your gene, your zone of genius and your greatness, you're going to shut off because some other successful person told you to wake up early. That's what they don't tell you. Now, yeah, do a lot of successful people wake up early? Yeah, because they, because what happens is when you wake up early and the rest of the world is sleeping, you get more shit done. Because when you start owning a business or you start getting busy between nine to five, you don't have time to read books. You don't have time to check up emails and to do the things you got to work on yourself. So what you want to do is you want to work on yourself, work on your relationships, work on your family before the day gets started. And what happens is if you do that, you roll in at seven, eight, nine a.m., depending on where you start and what time you start at, at a different energy. You're not just rolling out of bed right to work. You've already gotten things done. You've already accomplished more in two hours of the morning than most will ever accomplish in, their, in the entire day. But some people don't do that. They want to do it at nighttime. It's okay. You got to find out what works for you. One of the best, one of the ones, so if someone's like, well, what is, what is a good morning routine? And I love it. And I always give credit where credit goes. So this is Robin Sharma. He calls it the, the, the five by five by five. It's like the 5 a.m. Uh, some people call it the 5 a.m. challenge, but he has a name for it. And basically what he says is you break your one hour up into 20 minutes. So you wake up at 5 a.m. In the first 20 minutes, what you want to be doing is you're going to be exercising. Because it's the first thing you want to do is you want to exercise. You want to get those endorphins going. The next 20 minutes, you want to meditate. And then the third, and meditate, and then you want to sit, and you want to, you know, write, or you can write out your day. You, again, getting focused on what the day needs. And then your last 20 minutes is exactly what we just talked about, is reading something new, reading something outside of your comfort zone, reading and picking up a book that doesn't have to do with anything about your business. So you're expanding your, your, your mind, you're expanding your knowledge, right? Because the more we can expand, the more we can grow. When we only have a narrow view in life, or we, only, we, we don't know what we don't know. That's a powerful, powerful morning routine. Yeah. So and I've done it and it works and I like it, uh, but I've changed mine up a little bit, right? Because I realized it wasn't, it was too condensed for me. I like to go to the gym. I like to go to the gym for an hour. So I go to the gym for an hour in the morning, right? My meditation, I actually don't need 20 minutes. I only need 10 minutes. So I switch it to 10 minutes. And then I like to read depending if it's 10, 15, 20, or 30 minutes, depending on what I'm reading, whatever I choose to do. Then I get to work. So what would you say has been the most defining moment in your life to date? 
the most defining moment to date would have been the moment in my life where I was rock, where I reached my rock bottom, where on a Sunday evening, I had put my hands out, literally I'd put my hands out to the world, arms wide open, standing on my balcony, beautiful British Columbia, sun coming down the mountains. I looked behind me into my apartment that I now can call my home. I looked at my body. I was in the best shape of my life. I was, I was reflecting with the relationship with my family and my sister and, and the, the relationship I had at the time with a girlfriend and life was amazing. My career was amazing. Monday morning came and the first thing I did at 9 a.m. got a call from my boss saying that the company was going through an acquisition and everyone's job is at risk. Later that day, that same house that I just, that same house that I just called my home, the landlord called me to say that I was being evicted because they wanted to move back in. That next day, I get a call from my mother to tell me my dad had cancer for the first time. Two days later, you can't make this up. My sister called me crying and I said, I get it. Yeah, dad, I know, I know about, it. no, no, no. Her husband left her with my two nieces. And then by the end of the week, you think all of that can, it can get worse. The person at the time that I was dating had left me. That was my rock bottom. That was my defining moment where I realized that if there was ever going to be a change, it was right there, right then. Once you decided to make that change and you started to experiment and test and figure it out, you mentioned how in a very short amount of time you went from losing $25,000 a month to making $25,000 a month. What specifically clicked? And, and, and I know we talked about this a little bit, but like, let's really drill down. Like what clicked? What was that change? The belief in myself. The true belief that I finally realized I was doing what was right the belief that I realized that this is my genius. I, instead of trying to push away what I was great at, trying to push away, you're right, we push things away because we're too scared to confront them. When I took that, when I, when I let down my guard and I accepted who I am as a human being, I accepted what I am in this world, I accepted that being a salesperson or a sales trainer or whatever, all things sales was who I am. When I accepted that and, and, and honed in on it and, and now woke up with honor about it was when it was easy, when things became a little easier. I now can show up in the world and I being my authentic self. I wasn't hiding behind some walls. I wasn't being someone I wasn't. In business, a lot of people will get very successful by being incongruent and not being authentic, I believe I rather have half the success of what I can have by being authentic and being myself every day and day in and day out than being someone I'm not. Playing a game, the same game corporate is just a different, is a different look. I was authentic. I live with authenticity. I love it and I am so okay with people who don't like me because I'm not everybody's cup of tea and people don't like me and I'm okay with that because I don't need to be friends with everybody. I just want to be friends with the right somebody. When people look back in history, what do you want them, the single biggest, most important thing, what do you want them to remember you for? Kayvon inspired me. My motto that I wrote that hasn't changed when I first started my business was I want to inspire the world and develop the true leader within. And I want people to say that guy inspired me. I always say to people, I'm not the one call closer. I'm not the business owner. I'm not this great thing or whatever my people say I am. My name is Kayvon and I'm your friend. That's it.
when you think about that legacy, do you want to make the, the size of your impact at the level of Vanderbilt, Carnegie, Rockefeller, Ben Franklin? Do you like, are, is that, is that the sort of size of impact that you want? Or like, what do you think about that? I, I love that because, you know, for me, I don't put an end result on what I want to do. And I'm going to say it this way. If I'm fortunate enough, to, to, to have a name like that and to be able to inspire that many people and to have a story like that, that's amazing. Am I shooting for that? No. As my goal is to, to try to be a Rockefeller, to try to be a Carnegie, to try to be a Henry Ford. No. And I don't believe they were trying to be that either. See, their goal, right, was just trying to be their best versions. Their goal, right, was to figure out how to, how to get the car working, how to find a light bulb right? How successful people really get to what their success, their goal wasn't when you focus on trying to be someone like that, you will never get there. When you focus on impact and you focus on them, it's not about the commission. It's all about the mission. And when you focus on the mission, those things happen. For me, I rather, I come from a place where instead of speaking to 10 million people and making a dent in their life, I rather speak to a million people and transform their life but that's that's me i rather i rather be known as the guy that changed someone's life completely versus oh i heard a quote from them is there anything about yourself that you think is an important part of who you are that we did not talk about today in other words what did i miss i'm committed I'm a committed motherfucker. Sometimes it gets me in trouble because I commit to things that are, you know, sinking ships and I stay on it a little too late, but I'm committed and I wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm okay with that. I want to win. I want to help people. I, I don't like as much as I work as an individual. Sometimes I don't like the end result of being an end. I don't think success would be fun if it was just me at the top. So my goal is how do I get everyone up there so we can actually enjoy life together? And I'm committed to that. You see, you really, let me just leave it with this last thing. If, if you want to become a businessman, you want to become a businesswoman, you want to become an entrepreneur, you want to make an impact in the life, you want, you want to be able to create a legacy, you want to live in the world of what we call significance. You really want to get there. There's going to be a moment in your life where you're going to realize that it's not about you anymore. It's actually about the greater mission. It actually becomes something that's far bigger than all of us that transcends farther than we can even comprehend. You gotta, you can't go and operate from a place of I, 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 me, 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 me. You got to actually start operating from a place of we and you. That's huge. That's huge. So, Kayvon, I'm 24, have a couple businesses. This show is absolutely my greatest passion. One of the reasons being I get to have conversations with incredible people like yourself Smart guy that are better like this, right? Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is awesome. What question should specifically me or specifically I be asking specifically you with your experience, your knowledge, your wisdom, your genius that I just wouldn't think to ask? That's a loaded question, my man. That is a loaded question. Um, I, I think I, if I'm not dodging around that question, but when you ask me that question, I think that is, that is the, that, the, that is the core right there is what are those questions we should be asking? So you're you're almost in turn asking the right question, right? Is what are the questions I should be asking? But unless you don't like, you know, unless you don't know where you're going or what it is you truly want, you'll never know what those real questions are. See, when I was your age, I used to ask those questions too, right? Uh, you know, what should I be doing? You know, should I, and, and it wasn't until I realized that it's not about the amount of questions you ask, it's about the right questions you're asking. 
And for me, being here, if you asked me, you know, what's the one question you should be asking me, it should be basically cave on how do I, how do I sell? <laughs> you know, what can I do to increase my sales or uh, increase? I don't know what your businesses are, but you know, what, what, what can I do to get maybe my podcast out to the world more? Those are the questions you'd probably be asking me. Uh, or if we want to go deeper, the question could be, Kayvon, there comes a point where I'm going to hit a wall. What is the one thing you can guide me with that I can make sure that when that time comes, I don't quit, I don't give up, I pick it up and I keep moving forward? And the answer I'd give to you is what I just said previously is know that it's so much bigger than you and you got a world relying on you. You see, there's a world that wants your genius. There's a world that is waiting for your gift, waiting for your light to shine. Don't dim your light to exist in other people's. Shine bright. Be your own lighthouse. When you are operating from a place knowing that it's so much bigger than all of us, those days where you want to quit, you can't. Remember, immersion. It's not about me. I can't quit because I'm not just letting myself down. I'm letting a legacy down. Thank you, uh, Kayvon. I want to thank you so, so much for coming on the show and you know sharing this time with me. It's truly been an honor and, uh, and, and a pleasure to speak with you. So thank you very much. It's been a, it's been a pleasure, Ben. I, I always love these conversations. And I always say, if you're listening to this and you, and if I've touched you, or if you think that you've had some shift, I love hearing about it. I love when I get these emails or I get these messages saying, I heard your pot. I, I, I love it because it just, it gives my little weakness, my little boy, the validation that I know I'm on the right path. We all have our, you know, our thing, but I'm, I, I'm just so grateful to be here. And if you may, if, if you may, I just want to let everyone know that if they want to come find me, uh, kayvon.com, it's very easy, K-A-Y-V-O-N.com. From there, you can get uh, what else, you know, whatever it is you need. Ben, it's always a pleasure. I know you're going to be doing great things. You're going to be speaking to amazing people. And where you are today, I can guarantee you 365 days from now, your life will be completely different. You're on the right path. Keep pushing forward. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kayvon. And to everybody who's listening, thank you all very much. I love you guys and gals. Y'all are the reason that I do this. So thank you very much. Let's change the world.